0: Thank you for joining us for Working Through the Word, a ministry of the Richmond Church of Christ. Let's join our pulpit minister, Mike Johnson, as he brings today's lesson. I ask in the auditorium class this morning for a list of their favorite fruits. Now if I were to do that in here, I would probably get most every fruit represented. I don't know if we missed any in this group. Now, in the first group we did, because nobody said bananas, and that surprised me. Nobody said peaches, and that surprised me. So I don't know what your favorite fruit is, but I want you to think with me for just a few minutes about the difference between the fruit and the works. We're going to talk for just a few minutes this morning about Galatians chapter 5. You want to go ahead and turn to that passage beginning at about verse 16. And we're going to notice the works versus the fruit. Now we understand about fruit and how delicate it can be and it doesn't last very long it seems. You have to eat it quickly. Otherwise it's probably not as good. I mean those things about fruit. We also know that fruit... When it goes bad, that's not a good thing. Tonight we're going to talk about what happens when the fruit spoils. But This morning I want you to notice with me how God, through Paul, presents the concept of works and fruit. Now you know in the text that we have a listing of that which is called works and of the flesh. Look at verse number 19. He says, The works of the flesh are evident, which are these adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions heresies, envies, murders, and drunkenness, revelries, and the like. I don't know if every single thing is covered in that list, but that's a pretty bad list. These are the works of the flesh. He then goes on to say the passage that we are more familiar with. He says, These are, or this is, the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. I want you to notice with me the presentation of these two lists. Now, you might think at first that you're not seeing something that's there. So I want you to notice the word. He says, these are the works of the flesh. This is a plural word. Well, obviously it has an S on it. It has to be plural. Well, it is in the original language as well. These are the works of the flesh. And as Paul lists these works of the flesh, he is asking every reader to think about each one of them. Each one is bad in itself. Each one is sinful. Each one is evil. And if somebody says, well, that's not me, and that's not me, and that's not me, that might be, he's asking you to understand that whichever one of these is you, that's a work of the flesh. So when he uses this word, works, He is asking us to look at each one of them individually, standing on its own by itself. These are things that he says, I told you before. He's spoken about them to the Galatians before. And he says there are other things just like them. And if you practice these things, if these things are a part of your life, you cannot be in the kingdom of heaven. In our world today and in our culture today, there are many things that people are practicing and doing and thinking about, and they don't even recognize how they separate them from God. I saw a story last night about a family that had a terrible sexual misconduct going on inside that family. And the woman the next morning made the statement, oh, but I got my kids up and we went to church. Isn't that interesting? that we can be in a culture and that sometimes even we could fall prey to the idea that says, oh, yeah, but then I'm still going to go to church. The works of the flesh, he said, are problems. These things cause disruption between us and God. And he says, therefore, I want you to think about each one of them... Individually. Number two, fruit of the Spirit. I actually searched this question Is fruit singular or plural? Do you know what the answer is? If you search it, yes. That's the answer the word fruit is singular the word fruit is also plural you can also say fruits and put an s on it but it is also plural but here's what's important for us to understand in this text the greek word used here is singular not plural What is the point of that? Here's what I think it is. As Paul had said, I want you to think of these works of the flesh, each one of them by themselves. In opposition to that, he's saying, I want you to think of the fruit of the Spirit, not individually, but as a group. I want you to think of the whole context. In other words, Paul says, I don't want you to think that it's okay for you to decide to work on joy, but I'm not going to work on patience. That's my problem. I'm just going to leave it alone. It's okay to... Appreciate the fact that you have love, but, you know, if I'm not really kind, uh, that's just one of the things I have a problem with. That's not a big deal. He's not saying, I want you to consider them each individually as much as he is saying, I want you to think of them as the fruit of the Spirit. The Spirit provides all of this in a package. He doesn't want us to try and assemble them individually as though I can leave something out. I need to consider this as a package deal. Therefore, in the text, he says, against such, there is no law. Even as individual things... I don't know that I have ever heard of a law passed that says it is now illegal for you to have joy. It is now illegal for you to be long-suffering or kind or good. I don't know how laws could be passed to do that kind of thing. And so Paul is saying, there's no law against this. This is who you are. He presents them and says, works of the flesh, fruit of the Spirit. Now I want us to consider the contrast. The contrast between The works and the fruit. And Paul contrasts these very well. I want you to begin with me in verse number 16. Notice what he says Walk in the Spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Number one, he contrasts works and fruit this way Works, Are the default actions. Fruit, the determined actions. The works of the flesh are like the default part of Microsoft Word. If you don't change it, this is what's gonna happen it's going to default to this if you're trying to format something that you're writing, when you call up that first document, that first template, it already has decided how it's going to look. That's the default unless you change it. Works are the default position. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 3 Paul uses the phrase, we were by nature children of wrath. This was the default position. No, we're not born with a default to be bad. We're not born already lost in sin. We're not born already under the condemnation of the guilt of sin. But we are born into a world in which sin is all around us. And the default position oftentimes is to sin. The default is to do the works. Without thinking, without planning, and without considering, these works might be something I just dive into. I've often said, and others have too, if you wait until the heat of the moment to make a decision about doing what is right, the default is probably going to be wrong because that's how we are geared Timothy was told by Paul in 2 Timothy 2 and in verse 22, these are the youthful lusts. It's just one of those things that we understand. That's just how the youth operate. That's what he's saying. They're a part of it because they've not had the experience and the time to train and to practice. This is their default position. And as he would say in 1 Thessalonians 4 and in verse 5, this is the way the Gentiles do things. That was his way of helping these Jewish people understand. You didn't like those Gentiles. This is who you said they were. And if you do this, you're defaulting to the Gentile position. However, what if I decide I don't want to do the default? fruit says, I have determined actions. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 7. We walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith because we determined to do so. Faith is what I do because I think about it. I've reasoned through it, and I say this is what I want to do. I walk by faith, not by sight. Sight is more connected to default. Faith is connected to determined. Notice what Paul said to the Philippians in chapter 1 in verses 9 through 11. He wants them to... Increase more and more in knowledge and discernment. Approve things that are excellent and be filled with the fruits of righteousness. When he presents the contrast of works and fruit, he says that the works is the default position. The fruit is the determined position. Look at verses 17 and 18. Notice what he says here. Works is what I do with me. Fruit is what God does with me and in me. He talks about the flesh lusting against the spirit. You know why? Because. The default position is always pulling and tugging. And when I decide to do that, it is the works of the flesh. I decide this is what I'm going to do with me. The works of the flesh is my decision of what I'm going to do. In 1 John 2 and verse 16, all that's in the world, Lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. Notice the flesh, the eyes, the life. It's what I do with me, it's what I want to do. If you sow to the flesh, you'll reap corruption. Galatians 6 and verse 8. But what is fruit? Fruit is what God does with me fruit is what god does in me jesus said in john 15 verses 2 and 5 he said without me you can do nothing in me you can bear much fruit god works in me and through me i can't bear fruit by myself I can't be this way, the fruit of the Spirit, just on me. It's God who works in me. And when he presents the contrast, he says, beware. The works of the flesh is what you're doing with yourself. But the fruit of the Spirit is what God is doing with you and in you. Look now at verse number 23. And notice how Paul makes it very clear the difference between what I had mentioned earlier about the plural word and the singular word. First of all, one work will destroy you. Pick one. In verse 23, or verse 21 and 2, which one of these will destroy you? Every one. Any one of these by themselves will destroy you. Maybe you don't have a problem with any but one. One work of the flesh destroys. Now, every one of us has a problem that we're working on. Every one of us is being confronted by something on a daily basis, and we are constantly having to battle, but that one thing without being checked can cause us to be destroyed. One work will absolutely destroy you. We dare not let one Take up residence in our lives. We dare not let one, because these fleshly things, Peter said, work against the soul. The works of the flesh, even one, will destroy you. But by contrast, not one fruit by itself will save you. Not one. Oh, but look at me. I'm such a patient person. I can deal with things. I am so patient. Yeah, but are you kind? Are you good? Whereas the one work can destroy your life, don't be thinking that being really good at one of the fruit listed can save you. Because if I'm not working on, if I'm not including the package of the fruit of the Spirit, then I'm not going to find what I'm looking for. Because the fruit of the Spirit is the definition of what is in the kingdom of God. Number four. Works kill. Fruit enlivens. We are alive in the Spirit because of fruit, but the work will kill. In Matthew 18, Jesus said to his disciples, if your hand or your foot cause you to sin, cut it off. It's better for you to live in life maimed than to be destroyed in hell. If your eye offends you, pluck it out. It's better for you to go into life with one eye than to be destroyed having two. One work will kill you. Oh, but this is just one little thing. I mean, I'm doing so well on these others. I'm battling everything else and I'm winning. But this one thing, I just can't beat it. I can't stop and I don't even want to. That one will kill. But the fruit, the fruit makes you alive. Fruit enlivens you. Because the works kill. The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. You see, works kill. The fruit of the Spirit makes you alive. Paul has presented the works and the flesh, or the fruit... He has contrasted the work and the fruit, and now you have every right to ask, what's the point? What's the point? The point is Luke 11. And Jesus said, if you're not for me, you're against me. If you don't gather with me, you scatter abroad. The presentation of works and fruit and the contrast of the same say, there is no middle ground. There is no way to be in the middle and hold on to the fruit of the Spirit and practice the works of the flesh and claim to be right with the Lord. Jesus said, there's no middle ground. Pick a side. The phraseology we hear today is pick a lane and get into it. And the idea is don't get out of your lane. This is what you do. Don't get in my lane. That's what Jesus is saying. Pick a lane. You pick the lane of the fruit of the Spirit, or you pick the lane of the works of the flesh. There is no in between. And in a world that is constantly claiming that I can be a God person and I can practice the works of the flesh, we have to stand up and say no. No, we can't do that. But sometimes we do. Sometimes we fail. Sometimes the works take over. We're going to talk tonight about how to fix the spoiled fruit. But for this morning, let us all make a decision. Be reminded again that I want to follow the fruit and not the works. And when Satan gets his hooks in us, wanting us to practice his works let us make a decision with my brethren with the lord in my mind and in my heart i want to be what god wants me to be this morning if you're not a child of god then the works of the flesh have a hold on you even if you're not practicing all of them because you've not given up the flesh for jesus you commit to him immersed into his son to be in his family. Or maybe you're struggling. Our shepherds would love to spend time with you, helping you deal with whatever ails and struggles you might find in the spiritual life. If we can help you today, let's be standing. We'll sing for your encouragement that you will be what God wants you to be.